What's up, everybody? What is going on? It absolutely, positively is now the big dog's yard. I guess this is his kingdom. I guess he's the ruler of the universe. Whatever you want to freaking call it, Roman Reigns is here to stay as a universal champion. And whether it's Big E, whether it's Jey Uso, whether it's the ghost of Stone Cold Steve Austin, I don't think anybody is going to be taking that title from Roman anytime soon. What's up? Fred Ricciani, TSC, your home for sports news updates, interviews, and everything in between. If you're new here, please consider subscribing. I'm here to give my thoughts on WWE Clash of Champions 2020, which aired tonight, September 27th, 2020. And I got to say, going into the show, I was not all that interested. Not going to lie. I was not interested whatsoever. I I, I haven't even watched WWE TV. I, I've barely watched it over the last two weeks. I completely skipped it. Over the last week, I've just had my fill of WWE. The Retribution crap, and they have all these weird names like T-Bar and Snake Pit and, I don't know, Denny Dunlap. But just these awful names that are terrible. They got some talented people in the group. And, and just in general, WWE storytelling has just been ass-backwards, all over the place, offensive, even more than usual. And to top it all off, right, I, I tried giving AW a chance again. And while I still think they do some things right, uh, I watched AEW Late Night Dynamite last Tuesday. Thought, man, this is a really good show. Sean Spears and Matt Seidel had a killer match. And, you know, Ben Carter looked really good against Scorpio Sky and Brandy. And, and Anna, Anna Jay had a good match. And I was all excited and ready to watch NXT and AEW. And then I just wasn't feeling it. And I said, okay, you know what? We'll, we'll make it a game-time decision if I actually watch Clash of Champions. But I got to say, WWE, at least on the pay-per-view level, has the ability to put on a pretty good show, a relatively logical show, although obviously not without its flaws, which we'll get to. But we did end the night with Roman Reigns versus Jey Uso. That's right. Jey Uso got the main event spot, and I thought he did a hell of a job. Did a damn good job. Some would say that his cousin is, or I'm sorry, his brother, his twin brother, Roman's other cousin, is the one that should be in that spot. Other than the than Jay, because he's usually more charismatic, been on the mic, had more time, had more spotlight. But man, Jay brought it here tonight. He had a hell of a match at Roman Reigns. I do think though it dragged on a little too much. Now I'm saying it dragged on a little too much with the WWE pay per view ending at 10 p.m., which is a pretty reasonable time. But all things considered, Roman dominated initially. Jay kept roaring back, and then finally Roman hit a spear, hit another spear, and said, "Yo." Call me your chief of the island. You'll call me the chief. And, 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 he's, and he's telling you know, Uso just to call him the chief. And he won't do it. And he's like, not today, Uso. Not today. And they're trying to make this like Ric Flair versus Shawn Michaels when, when Shawn Michaels had to be like, I'm sorry. I love you. And then super kick him. But instead, Roman just kept going and going and going. And, fi and finally, Jimmy Uso came out and was just like, dude, I'm going to throw in the towel if you don't stop. He's like, nah, Uso, don't do it. Come on, man. You're the chief. You're the chief. And then Roman just kept beating him down, beating him down. And finally, Jimmy Uso threw in the towel. Referee ran the rang the bell. I actually was fine with the finish. I just thought it took way, way too long to get to it. But other than that, I thought it was a really good main event. Although, I, would have, I wouldn't have ended with this match on the show. I would have ended with the ambulance match, which also turned out to be really good. And while it's no surprise that Randy Orton and Drew McIntyre had a great match, 
It is surprising that they had a great match with an ambulance stipulation. That they did. By the way, if you're watching this live, please take a quick second to like this video, share it with all your friends. If you're watching on Facebook, feel free to like our page as well. And if you're on YouTube, feel free to subscribe. But let's start from the bottom and we'll work our way up. I should also note too that uh, another reason I've been really turned off by wrestling and, and, and in general really WWE is the complete lack of safety measures they have with COVID-19. Now granted, WWE has gotten significantly better since that outbreak in the summer. They really have. They really have. But there's still some recklessness there. They, they don't need to book as many wrestlers on the show as, as they currently do. Same thing with AEW for that matter. And, you know, also, too, let's keep it real. There needs to be some personal responsibility here. There's been, like, zero to one positive NFL tests among active players. NFL! Football is impossible to socially distance in, yet they have zero to one or two positive tests. I think this week they had A.J. Terrell, who was, like, the lone positive of the entire league. But there's now a huge outbreak, yet again, with pro wrestlers within WWE, AEW, and throughout the Indies. And... Again, WWE, a little wishy-washy with that, but they've been relatively safe. But it's just a general turnoff because they weren't ahead of the curve. And now they're sort of on the curve, but still kind of all over the place and taping all these shows. And then just with wrestlers too, man, like y'all got to take this more seriously. Like, come on, it's, it's, it's ridiculous now. But we'll get to that in a second. So we had the pre-show where Cesaro and Shinsuke Nakamura retained the tag titles over Lucha House Party, Kalisto and Lince Dorado with Grand Metalik. This, uh, I heard, was a pretty good match. I didn't get a chance to catch the pre-show. I was still covering some football, but not too bad from, from what I heard. We had an incredible, ridiculous, I want to say this in the most respectful possible way, stupid ladder match for the Intercontinental title that went nearly 27 minutes. And it featured Sami Zayn, Jeff Hardy, and AJ Styles. And God bless all these men, particularly Jeff Hardy. But I have absolutely no idea why you would still take these bumps at the age of, what, what is he, like 43 years old? It is utterly insane. Jeff did a swanton bomb a la WrestleMania 2000 20 years ago on top of Sami Zayn, threw a ladder, or maybe it was AJ Styles, one of the guys threw a ladder. It was insane. And there was another moment where Jeff was sliding like a snake, slithering like a snake onto the ladder, and then he got flipped over over the top rope, and then he fell on the apron, and the ladder fell on him. I mean, just these crazy freaking bumps. There were some innovative spots, too, where say, where AJ Styles took the handcuff, or Sami Zayn, one of the guys, I'm pretty sure it was, I think it was Sami Zayn, but either one, took the handcuff, put it through the earlobe of Jeff Hardy, handcuffed to the freaking ladder, and then Sami Zayn also handcuffed himself to AJ Styles, and and Jeff Hardy's trying to stop Sami Zayn and AJ from climbing while having this ladder handcuffed to his ear. That, that, that was kind of funny. And, and that was pretty original. And th this is the great work you'd expect from these three great wrestlers. But, man, I mean, they are getting long in the tooth in their careers, and they do not need to be taking these kind of risks. I think I saw a statistic where this was like the ninth or 10th ladder match in WWE this year. Keep in mind, there's still three months left in the year. That's like seven or eight ladder matches too many. Seriously. Ladder matches are supposed to be special. This was absolutely a special one. The announcers put it over as such, which is great. But 
I do not want to see another ladder match for a long time. I do not want to see another dangerous match in WWE for a long time. And naturally, of course, that means we're going to have Hell in a Cell next month because, hey, why not? And and then, of course, in a couple more months, I think it's the TLC pay-per-view. Man, you got to do stipulations when they're warranted. People can only take bumps oh so many times before there's serious long-term effects. And if you're Jeff Hardy, who WWE loves to pimp out with his story about, oh, he overcame addiction. So, yeah, let's let's have the guy who overcame addiction and, and who still, at least as of last year, saw a drinking problem. Let's put him in a ladder match and enable him to take crazy bumps. These men did an amazing job. I applaud them. This was a five-star effort. This was a great match. Sami Zayn actually got the win. So Sami Zayn, believe it or not, in 2020 has beaten Braun Strowman, Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania, AJ Styles, and Jeff Hardy in 2020 and won the IC title twice. What a career turnaround for Sami Zayn. While looking, and I mean this respectfully, flabbier and Fidel Castro-y as ever. This isn't Sami Zayn. And Sami Zayn actually does look in good physical shape. I'm just saying, compared to what Vince McMahon looks in a superstar, Sami Zayn, hair all over the place, out of the whack beard, okay, some chest hair. Yeah, he's in great shape, but he, he, you know, he's not he's not looking like Roman Reigns. And I should note, by the way, Roman Reigns wrestled in the same pants that he always has, but with no vest and looked absolutely fantastic. A little a little too late for that. I wish he took the vest off five years ago, but still, he's absolutely looking great. He's a badass heel. And Sami Zayn also a badass heel who got the win here, although it's going to be hard to boo him when he has great matches like this. So bravo to all three men, but for the love of God, chill out. All these guys in different companies, chill the hell out. Matt Hardy and AEW, chill out. Seriously, Darby Allen, chill out. I do... It's a pandemic. There's little to no fans. Please stop taking these career-shortening and life-shortening bumps. Please, for the love of God. It's, it's, getting, it's getting a little ridiculous here. Jeremy Bauer says Sami Sammy Zayn outdid Orton with that spot. Yeah, I agree. He did. Uh, the IC Universal title matches had the best storytelling of the night. JB, I agree. Uh, Peter Robert, what's up, man? Thank you for watching live. Uh, Jay Uso should get a run with the IC title. I totally agree. Uh, I think at some point he should. I think he should also get a run. Uh, well, actually, I think he should also get a run with the tag team titles again. Uh, maybe if, if Jimmy's not able to come back, maybe you know do some type of pairing with with somebody else. I think it would just be interesting. Or you know, actually, I was I was blanking out for a second. Big E, I would love to see Big E get in title contention down the road. Maybe down the road you could do Big E versus Roman Reigns for the title, and you could have maybe do a thing where Big E and Jey Uso of all people capture the tag titles for a temporary period. That'd be kind of cool. We'll see. We'll see what happens there. But uh, I was talking to some fellow podcasters of mine, and they actually had a, a really good point. While it would be great to see Big E win the world title, get in title contention at WrestleMania, if Roman Reigns is hot and he's got momentum and he's continuing to help WWE draw ratings or at least what constitutes as decent ratings for this uh, you know, pandemic period, it might not make sense to take the title off Roman Reigns until after the pandemic. And quite frankly, I, I might feel the same way about Drew McIntyre. You know, I would love to see Biggie get the title, but you know, a few people I talked to made a good point. Roman Reigns is a badass. He is undisputedly the the top full time guy right now. And if you really think about it, 
Wouldn't the best time for Big E to win the title be when there's fans, when fans can really get behind him, especially for his his case and everything? Because Kofi Kingston wasn't supposed to get the, the world title. He got it because the fans got behind him. If there's no fans for Big E to cheer him live, well, it's going to be a little bit harder to convince Vince McMahon. Now, maybe in his mind, he's already like, you know what? We're going to push Big E down the road, but I didn't see Big E on this pay-per-view, so who knows? We'll see what happens, but I, I hope Biggie's time comes, but timing is everything. Timing is absolutely everything. If Drew McIntyre won the world title in 2009 instead of 2020, that would have been that good. He would have been another Jack Swagger, so we'll, we'll see. We'll see, but Roman Reigns is champ. I'm, I'm liking it a lot. I like Jey Uso's effort there, and I love the effort of the ladder match. We had Asuka defeat Zelina Vega via submission. Pretty good little match. Uh, Zelina held her own. They've actually had some decent matches before in NXT. So props to Zelina, Zelina Vega. She doesn't always wrestle, but she had a good effort here. Afterwards, Asuka offered her hand, and Zelina attacked her. So maybe that feud continues. We had Bobby Lashley once again defeat Apollo Crews via submission. This has got to be like the 15th, 16th time these guys have wrestled in some combination. I'm over this feud. They, they've destroyed Apollo Crews. Move on. Just move on. By the way, the Hurt Business is awesome, but just move on. The Street... This is a weird match. The Street Profits once again beat Andrade and Angel Garza. Uh, I don't know if Angel Garza was injured. The referees were checking on him after the match, but Andrade was pinned, and it looked like he kicked out. And they even showed on the replay he kicked out. So either the referee screwed up, and it might have been the same referee that screwed up the Mickey James match. I'm not sure. They're all interchangeable because a lot of these referees across the, the, the promotions right now aren't doing that great of a job. There are a few that are doing really well. But, yeah, lately it's it's been a, been a, been a string of referee mishaps. And, yeah, they, they won and they checked on Angel Garza. And hopefully Angel's okay. And if this wasn't supposed to be the finish, this was wacky. And if this was supposed to be the finish, that's even worse because... Andrade and Angel don't have Zelina Vega in their corner anymore, and they lost again. I thought they were building new stars. I love Montez Ford, but you need some heels. You need some heels. Asuka beat Bailey via DQ. Uh, I should note that there was a women's tag team title match scheduled and a SmackDown women's title match scheduled. Nikki Cross and the women's tag team champion Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax were all ruled off the show, quote-unquote, not medically cleared. So... I don't want to assume and speculate that maybe it's due to COVID-19, but that might be a safe bet. Either way, best wishes to them. So Bailey instead called out anybody to challenge her for the SmackDown Women's title. And instead of them, you know, putting maybe an NXT person in there, maybe putting Rhea Ripley in there, they just bring out Asuka. They have a short match. Bailey hits her with a steel chair, DQ. And then Sasha Banks and this... 2000s Lita-style tribute outfit, which looked great. She hit Bailey with the steel chair while having the neck brace. Bailey was able to get away, but then Sasha hit her with a kendo stick. But then Sasha was selling her neck. So it looks like they're going to do this match at Hell in a Cell. And while it makes sense for a match like this, with this match anim- this much animosity to be at Hell in a Cell, it is way too soon. And I will lament that it is it was way too soon to break up these women. They were the best act on all three shows. And they're just going to... Blow off this match at Hell in a Cell in October when they could have built this up to WrestleMania. You could have 
built this up to WrestleMania. Sasha could have won the Women's Royal Rumble. You could have done a Triple H and Batista storyline from like 2005 where Bailey convinces Sasha to challenge the Raw Women's Champion. And then at the end, Sasha says, screw it, I'm going to challenge you. And boom, you have your WrestleMania match. Hell, you could have headlined WrestleMania with it. And instead, you're just rushing through it and you're going to do it at Hell in a Cell. Now, kudos to both women. They're phenomenal. They're the best in the business. Not, and I'm not saying best women, best wrestlers in the business. They are doing a fantastic job, and they will definitely do a fantastic job whenever they wrestle, assuming it is Hell in a Cell or Survivor Series or whatever. But I think they could have held this off. There, there was no reason to break them up. Not in the pandemic era, anyway. If you could have at least a limited capacity of fans by WrestleMania time, I, I would have done it then. I, re- I really would, and... It is what it is. You can't put toothpaste back in the tube. You can't, you know, you can't unpilmanize Sasha Banks' neck. It is what it is. And then we had maybe my favorite match of the night, other than the ladder match. Drew McIntyre versus Randy Orton. This was excellent. <laughs> and on paper, if you read the results, you're going to say, this match was booked completely, completely ass backwards because Randy Orton got beat up by multiple people. Not one, not two, but three people in addition to Drew McIntyre, so four people total. And he lost the match. And understandably so, some people might say, well, that's BS. You know, he's, Drew McIntyre's a baby face. Why is he doing it? But when you watch Diddy TV and you see how much of an a-hole Randy Orton has been over and over and over again, when you finally see this dude get his comeuppance, it's kind of a beautiful thing. So they brawl in the ring. They brawl next to the ambulance. They brawl backstage. There was a cool spot for where Drew McIntyre went for the Claymore, or either a Claymore or a punt, and Orton moved his head, and McIntyre kicked the door off. He <laughs> Orton got beat up by Big Show, an obscenely clean-shaven Big Show, chokeslammed him through the table, the announcer's table. Then Orton got beat up by Christian <laughs> backstage. Yes, Christian. Then while Orton was on top of the ambulance, he got sweet chin music by Shawn Michaels off the ambulance through a table. That was awesome. That was awesome. And finally, after this epic matchup, it was a little over 20 minutes, Drew McIntyre put Orton in the ambulance, was about to close the door, and he's like, I'm not done with you, Randy. And he, he leaves Orton's head out. He hits the punt, closes the ambulance doors, no retribution, no Keith Lee heel turn with his tennis skirt, no nothing. Drew McIntyre is still your WWE champion, and the Nature Boy Ric Flair drove the ambulance off. This was great. I can't believe they beat Orton so decisively on this pay-per-view, but this was great. This was great. And what was this? Three straight major pay-per-view losses for Orton? Unbelievable. Fantastic match. I can't believe I'm saying this because... While I do think both guys are incredibly talented and I love their SummerSlam match, I thought the ambulance match would totally bog it down. But no, these guys were creative. They did their thing. I love the cameos. Believe it or not, a WWE match actually made sense and tied in events from the past few months. And we got a great payoff. So well done, WWE. Well done, Drew McIntyre. Well done, Randy Orton. Major thumbs up for that match. And I got to give this pay-per-view overall a slight thumbs up. I mean, I, I would probably, you know what? I'll probably give it a thumbs up because even though the tag title match was eh, all over the place, even though the U.S. title match is more of the same, the Raw Women's title match you could live without seeing, even though it was decent, 
the work in the two main two world title main events, uh, especially the ambulance match and that ladder match. I mean, that really brought up the show a notch. So, yeah, this continues the trend of pretty terrible WWE TV shows and some good to great pay per views. I thought. You know, Extreme Rules, it's like, man, it can't get any worse. It's a low bar, but SummerSlam was good. Payback was good. And Clash of Champions was good. Shocker. When you have a show that doesn't have a lot of angles and gaga and BS and just some wrestling with time and no commercial breaks, shocker. You actually get a pretty decent show. So, well done, Diddy here. I think I'm going to continue this trend of just reviewing Diddy shows on a pay-per-view basis and just covering breaking news because, man, if I was covering Raw and SmackDowns religiously like I was back in the day, I would lose my damn mind. Now, I just want to note there are some other news and happenings going on. First things first, I relaunched my YouTube gaming channel. So if you want to check that out, youtube.com slash TSC Gaming. I review WB2K Battlegrounds. Feel free to check that out. I shared it on the Twitter page, the Facebook page, everywhere else. So Feel free to check that out. We did a ton of MMA coverage this past week. If you're an MMA fan, I covered UFC 253. We have a live recap and trash talk footage of Paulo Costa and Izzy Adesanya on the channel. We also covered Bellator Milan. We're covering Bellator Fight Week as they return to Milan. They're also doing a show in Paris as well. So if you're an MMA fan, we definitely got you covered, especially in the Bellator department. And... If you're an NFL fan, we got post-game coverage coming up of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Denver Broncos. I just uploaded some post-game coverage of the Los Angeles Rams, who narrowly lost to the Buffalo Bills. So now that we got that out of the way, let's talk about what else is going on. I mentioned COVID at the top of the show. Lance Archer, the title contender for AEW, unfortunately got COVID, although it looks like he got it from a family member. So unfortunate. Hope he gets better soon. It seems like some of the other recent positives are more just recklessness. I don't want to assume so, but a lot of these wrestlers, man, got to be careful with working indies. AEW's got to be careful with letting its talent do meet and greets and stuff. God bless Jim Ross. He's on the older side. I know they get tested at the show. I saw Jim Ross do a meet and greet recently. Uh, I mean, at least it looked like it was recently on, on his Twitter. Uh, there was a few other guys that did, did, did some shows. I think Brian Cage worked an indie show. It was rumored that he got sick. Who else? Uh, Serena Deeb, who just signed a contract, got sick. There are a few. Benjamin Carter, who just had that great match with Scorpio Sky and Late Night Dynamite, got sick. So be careful, please. Seriously. Be freaking careful. You, you want to be a dumbass on your own time? Okay? And I'm not saying these guys are dumbasses and they were reckless. I'm just saying. If you are a person that is reckless and wants to be a dumbass, do it on your own time when you're not working in a profession where you have to make physical contact with people, all right? Wear your damn mask. Take the precautions. If the NFL, with all these athletes, especially some pretty rich athletes, can take all the necessary precautions and not be in a bubble and not test positive with all the you know, allure that's out there, you know, it's still sunny in certain markets, you know, obviously you got the ladies, you got, all this st- you got all this stuff, maybe just the inclination of them wanting to go out with their families, whatever the case may be, if they're married or whatnot. If all these NFL players, they're something players, can have that kind of discipline to stay put with no freaking bubble, then I would expect the wrestlers to have a modicum, a modicum of discipline, especially because there are some wrestlers out there like Chris Jericho, who is getting paid a lot more money than some NFL players right now. 
and yet he decided, oh, I'm going to play a concert in Sturgis and be responsible for, for spreading. Allegedly responsible for spreading. Now, from what I understand, Jericho was fine, and that's great, but it doesn't mean the people that attended his concert were fine. And I don't know. It's just a, be smart, guys. Be smart. Wrestlers, be smart. My people watching and listening, please be smart. Please. Ugh. Uh, coming up at NXT TakeOver, we have Kyle O'Reilly versus Finn Balor, which is incredibly random and sounds like it was brought on by COVID, but should be a hell of a match. I've always been a Kyle O'Reilly fan. There's going to be a two-night draft. It's going to be on the Friday, October 9th edition of SmackDown and the Monday, October 12th edition of Raw. So we're going to have a draft, even though there's barely a brand extension at this point. We also... Had, of course, as I mentioned at the top of the show, I see title changed hands. That was the lone title change tonight. Sami Zayn, the champion. And The Rock endorsed Joe Biden and Kamala Harris for president. So there you go. Uh, SmackDown was back to over 2 million viewers. So they're holding steady. I guess you could credit Roman Reigns. He's great. The Rock is actually going to film a greeting for Ken Shamrock's induction into the Impact Wrestling Hall of Fame. That is a beautiful thing. The Rock is all class. Class, I love that. Uh, Shawn Michaels is going to host a face-to-face with O'Reilly and Bauer on NXT because they need to boost the ratings because AEW keeps kicking their ass there. Mia Yim and Mercedes Martinez of Retribution are now being called Reckoning and Retaliation. Dominic Dijakovic is being called T-Bar. Dio Madden is being called Mace, and Shane Thorne is being called Slapjack, and I urge you kids to not Google that. Yeah. And WWE released a statement to Wrestling Observer in regards to positive tests. As part of ongoing testing protocols, WWE completed its second round of weekly COVID-19 testing on Tuesday. Individuals that tested positive will quarantine for 14 days, receive medical care, and then will only be cleared when they are symptom-free and test negative. Additionally, extensive contact tracing has taken place and other individuals have been placed in a 14-day quarantine and will then only be cleared after a test negative. All right. Um, uh, I believe, okay, and Mike Johnson, PWA Insider, also reported that training at the Performance Center has been paused. So there you go. Got to be careful. I know you're in Florida, and Florida's straight up saying YOLO, to screw up another election like they have the last 20 years, but just take it easy, please. Please. Uh, Naomi is currently uh, recovering after uh, surgery. She had to remove a massive fibroid, which, ugh, that sounds rough, but she says she's recovering, so that's good. Get well soon, Naomi. As I mentioned, AEW beat NXT in the ratings this past week, although they were down due to the NBA playoffs. They averaged 835,000 viewers. NXT, 696,000. I really think NXT's just got to swallow. Well, I think USA Network and WWE have to swallow their pride and just say, screw it. Screw it. Move to Tuesdays. Leave it at that. Make your money. Get the ratings. Uh, Sal A says, beware of the new faction, the Simone SWAT team, Roman, Usos, Naya, Tamina. It could happen. They could be a little wacky. You know, they're already kind of leaning into the wackiness of the Simone stuff, but why not? You know, and and, uh, I do love the new Roman, though. Uh, I kind of would like to see him in trunks, too. But yeah, he looked good without the vest. And, yeah, that's pretty much all that's going on right now. Somebody asked me about the women's tag team title match. The women's tag team title match uh, did not happen. It, it, it did not happen. So, 
uh, because you know medical no medical clearance for Ms. Nia Jackson, Shayna Baszler, so the Riot Squad will have to wait. And holy crap! Wow, the Miami Heat clinched the Eastern Conference. That is freaking awesome. So for the first time since 2014, Miami Heat clinch at, since the LeBron era, and they'll ironically enough face LeBron James and the Lakers in the NBA Finals. That should be an awesome finals. Uh, what can I say? Great job by the NBA with the bubble. Great job with, with embracing science and common sense. And great job on the players' part, the staff's part, except for Daniel House, to, to do their thing. So wrestlers again. NBA bubble, that's a good blueprint. NFL players, even with no bubble, that's a good blueprint. Be careful. And if you're an independent wrestler or you're not signed to an exclusive contract, Proceed with caution anyway. My boy, Leon St. Giovanni, pretty damn sure he gets tested regularly while wrestling. So if he can do it, if a number of other wrestlers can do it on the independent scene, you absolutely can do it. Do not be a dumbass. Protect yourself. And most important, on top of that, just as importantly, protect other people. Mr. Loki says the last match was dragged out too much talking. I agree. That did hurt the, the main event a little bit with Reigns and Uso. Uh, the Walking Dead season finale is next week. Mr. Racer, I'm not going to lie to you, man. I kind of skipped last season. I was just not feeling it. I-, I thought I would be excited after the, spoiler alert, wrote off Rick. And I watched a couple episodes, and I was like, I don't want to get depressed. You know what it is? If it, was, if it wasn't the pandemic, maybe I would be watching it. But I just, there's enough real-life depression out there. And I just feel like that show is just too depressing for me these days. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll catch up later. Uh, do you think we'll ever see a full arena again? Yes, but if I... Okay, will we see a full arena again? Yes. Based on medical people I've talked to, it would be a safe... It would. It can be done safely in the United States probably by the end of 2021. I don't think it's going to be like, hey, we got a vaccine and that, that that's it, right? Also, you got to be careful because, you know, the vaccine's being fast-tracked. You got to make sure it's FDA approved and... How are they going to look? They couldn't even send. I don't care where you lean politically right now. If you can, if you they can't even send stimulus checks to every single person and account for that, and just randomly send stimulus checks to dead people that haven't been around for years, you know, I, I don't know how they're going to implement a vaccine on a mass scale right away. You know, it's it's going to take time. It's going to take time. Uh, but you know, hey, it, it is an encouraging sign that that it is fast tracked if, if it is FDA approved. But uh, being honest, you guys probably you know, and and my brother in law is also. A pharmacist, like he's saying, like yeah, if things are FDA approved, I mean, even then, probably like late 2021. So, we'll we'll, we'll see what happens. Ho- hopefully, 2021. But you know, even then, even if you can safely have an arena full of people, how many are actually going to go? Right. That that that's the thing. How many are actually going to be there? Maybe you know, I could see some more outdoor shows or some more spread out shows, but full capacity, like 80,000 at MetLife Stadium for WrestleMania. That I don't see for a long time, unfortunately. Uh, or uh, Jeremy Bowers predicts Orton to SmackDown in a draft. That'd be cool. Okay, uh, Jeremy Bowers says, according to PWA Insider, uh, Angel Garza suffered a leg injury. All right, thank you for that, dude. Yeah, that sucks. Ugh. Terry Allen Jr. says, love the story, Fred, with Roman and Jay. Easy to understand. Uh, we need greater storytelling throughout wrestling in this company. I totally agree with you there, dude. Totally, totally agree. And we'll get to a couple more comments here. What's your prediction on the WrestleMania main event? At this point, I think they, they've thrown that out the window. P- pretty much because 
Who knows if they're even going to be able to run it in LA? I don't think they're going to be able to run it in SoFi Stadium. And if they do, it's probably going to be empty or limited capacity. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know. Rock has entertained the idea of wrestling Roman Reigns, but I wouldn't have that match until you could have a crowd. You know I mean, I think the Rock's too expensive for that, especially in the network era. If you're doing pay per view like UFC, then yeah, bring them in. But right now, I don't think so. Uh, you know what? I'm going to go with Roman Reigns versus Drew McIntyre, which uh, shout out to the Through the Table podcast. They're ones that end the Quincy Jones show. They actually kind of batted that idea to me. And I'm thinking, yeah, that that's actually a pretty good idea. It makes sense. So I think they'll down the road do Drew McIntyre versus Roman Reigns, maybe WrestleMania. And then on the Raw side, hmm, I don't know. That is tough. I mean, you know, it, it had Orton won tonight. I'd say Drew McIntyre, Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. And then Edge versus Orton for the title on the Raw side. I guess, you know, I guess Orton could still possibly win the title if they do like a triple threat match. Maybe maybe that'll happen. But they, they just ended this feud so decisively. It's kind of ridiculous. But there is a Hell in a Cell pay-per-view. And WWE has a knack for not ending feuds when they need to. So that could happen. As for women's titles, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, would, say, I would have said Ronda Rousey, but Becky Lynch is pregnant, about to have a child. Uh, Ronda Rousey. She's been out of the game for a while, and I, I, again, I don't think it makes a lot of sense to bring her in for a big match if there's going to be no crowd. So, Although they do need a ratings boost right now. I don't know. That's a, that's a really good question. I don't know, man. It's, I don't even know what the hell is the main event going to be for Hell in a Cell. We'll see, we'll see what happens. But, folks, I want to hear from you. What did you think of Clash of Champions? Did you love it? Did you hate it? Let me know. Leave a comment below. If you enjoyed this video or this podcast, wherever you're listening or watching, please like, subscribe. Don't forget to turn on notifications for more wrestling updates. We also cover combat sports and the NFL extensively. If you want to check out my gaming channel, it's youtube.com slash Gaming, or you can find everything all in one place at my personal website, fredrichani.com. Until next time, everybody, as always, enjoy the matches and please stay safe.